Alrighty, everybody, here's the next episode of Not Culture. Well, kind of. It's 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 more like half of the next episode. And I mean it's it's technically not the next episode. It's the it's the episode that came after the next episode, because the next episode in air quotes was is kind of lost now. I mean, okay, long story short, I had a bunch of hardware issues and I lost a hard drive and yeah, along with that hard drive, I, I lost a lot of the tools and resources that I use to craft this podcast. So, I have learned from the error of my ways. Um, cloud storage is everything, so I'll be moving on to that and relying on that a lot more. And uh, basically, what this episode is, it's what is what is left of the last salvageable episode that I had recorded. But it, it's quite a sizable chunk, um, even though... Well, during this episode, my uh, my mic wasn't working, so I, I tried my best to patch up the audio there. I think it's pretty good, but yeah, have a listen, everybody, and I hope you all enjoy. I, I think it's still pretty cool. Alright, everybody, welcome back to Not Culture, the podcast that's about everything but culture. All right, everybody, so kicking off our second segment for The Fortnite. Yeah, that's what I'm calling it now, The Fortnite. We are joined by a very special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Dean Arik. <laughs> thank you, thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Um, awesome. Well, dude, thank you for coming on the show. You're like my second guest. I'm pretty sure because of you, I'm just my ratings are just going to go Let's hope, let's hope. Thank you, thank you. So, man, just let's break the ice, okay? How's your week, Benny? Oh, it's been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I didn't get a soft drink. I've been on energy drinks this whole week. Oh, damn. Since last week and the week before, it's just like post-COVID's been hectic. Everybody's mm-hmm. put a lot of stuff on hold, and now oh, yeah. now that COVID's mm-hmm. gone, everybody's doing events and stuff, and we just, gone. we haven't, well, gone. it was never here, but let's not get into that. That's that's a tangent. Debate territory. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let, let's, let's not go there. <laughs> But yeah, it's been just hectic. Like we haven't had enough sleep. Um, I have eye bags. That's just ridiculous. But that is all not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That's. It's hard to make it out. Be make it out as a good thing with this much detriment to your well-being that it gives you. Right? Well, like. <laughs> but there are as much shit as it gives us. There are a lot of things that this kind of lifestyle. And I think if anyone needed a pinpoint on what that actual lifestyle is, it's it's the content creator lifestyle. Right, right, on, you, you, right. You know what that is. It's right. it's all the editing. It's all right. the staring at screens for <laughs> right. ungodly amounts of time. Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly how that yeah. is. Sending in a sample and then like, oh, can you just change this? Yeah. Uh, Listening to exactly what they want. Give it to them and be like, oh, you know wait, what? No, that's, yeah, that's that. That really doesn't capture what I wanted. Can you do a version <laughs> like this that looks like this? Just, just one? <laughs> Can you send me a cut where his left hand is out of the shot? <laughs> yeah, no, that happens. That happens. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's, I, I guess it's it's the lifestyle we chose, right, guys? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It really is. So, speaking of uh, all this work that we have to do in post-COVID, can you tell us like a bit about the stuff that you've had, like all the jobs that you've had to do, and without you know going into like spoiler right. times for the specific work? So, like, done? before COVID, like our whole idea as people that do photos and videos... Um, mm-hmm. And like do stuff online we we tried to bring in business by talking to people about the benefits of moving online but 
it took a pandemic for people to listen because mm-hmm. a lot of people will be like ah oh, you know what i really don't have a marketing budget or i really can't do that i can't afford that and all that stuff and then covid happens and everybody's like oh my goodness my business is dying i need people to you know look at my service and my product and so like straight after that everybody's like oh you know what i need this video i need this i need to push you know my mm-hmm. brand i need to do this i need to do that and then everybody's just rushing um rushing to kind of get move online because a lot of people don't especially in Papua New Guinea um, mm. don't have an online presence and that's proven to be an, a bigger problem than they realized yeah. uh, with covid um, and kind of you know keeping people um, off the streets so to, so to speak yeah. that's interesting why do you think it is that people like just don't have an online presence or why do you think people refuse to create one or put the time and effort and money into making them well, I think I think cuz like okay for example like we we're, we're fairly young and we've grown up in this time. Mm. A lot of the people that started the businesses um, that exist now and are the businesses of, say, Port Moresby, for example, these mm. people were born outside of this time. They can't even take pictures with their phones um, of whatever it is that they do. And, and it, that hasn't affected whether or not they make sales, whether or not they meet their monthly projections. It hasn't. Mm. But that was because, I mean, a lot of things, you know, like now there's a lot more it's easier to run, start and run a business. It wasn't as easy before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was only a few people you would go to for certain things. Yeah. These days, there's a lot more. There's, you know, kind of after-service type services and right. parts and, you know, equipment. Whatever it is you want, you can always get it cheaper somewhere. Yeah, that's true. Uh, whether or not you're going for quality, that's for you to decide. But So then now, that's created a problem where all of these big names, they're not, they're not doing as well as they used to. Um, and because a lot of these newer businesses, they've grown up in this digital age. So a lot of them, to them, it's second nature to be advertising. Like, yeah. there's probably like SMEs that literally like that sell food, that cook at home and sell it during lunch break, that have more a social presence than some of these big companies that we have in Port Moresby. No, that's true. And I've seen them. I have seen them. There's like they're those food packs they make. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, just yeah, sprouting yeah. up. They yeah. have been sprouting up yeah. like in the tens just over the last two months. Yep. And I see more of them on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter yep. than I yep. do, what, Big Rooster yep. on Instagram? I've seen yeah. like one ad for Big Rooster on Instagram and it was... It was great. <laughs> It was just like a still image and there was just text floating over it, like, yeah, yeah. like PowerPoint in 2009 or something. And yeah. it, was, it just made me dislike Big Rooster a lot more yeah. than, I, yeah. it, it, than the ad was supposed were there, to be. Were there any good page transitions in there? They put the page effects. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember. But I think the point that we're trying to make here is that there's, there's a lot more that there's a lot more of marketing that people will find if they just you know move on to social media platforms and yeah. platforms because obviously the science is there the statistics are there they'll show you that you'll get a lot more customers because it's like it's a medium basically designed to do that yeah yep. reach, reach thousands yep. and thousands of people so yeah no that's that gives us a very interesting i guess setting a backdrop as to why yep. we don't do it as much Daniel, you have a question that you want to ask. Oh, Jump us straight in. All right, good day. No, we, we have questions, but I, I keep trying to make sure this thing is set up. But don't worry, I'll cut this out. No, no, it's fine. Well, I uh, just wanted to ask, uh, like, in light of what you just said about companies, like, having more of a presence online, uh, and you said you came from uh, website design and yeah. web design. 
how important would you say is it for let's say someone to have their own website or would you say it's more important to have your own dedicated website or just <clears throat> solely a social media account for your company or does it help does it help to have both or uh, what do well, you think it's not really black and white i think so if you can afford a website web, well, websites are pretty cheap so if you know if you have the know-how you pay less that means you can do it yourself you can get someone that you know your family member and like a lot of kids now i mean like platforms like wix and wordpress they make it so easy to build websites these days mm-hmm. there's a lot more drag and drop kind of things where it's just almost like you're on facebook and you can just build an app uh build a website kind of thing but then it really does depend on your business and the type of business you have and what you're trying to do with the website you kind of have to figure that out as an organization or like as a startup or whatever it is you kind of have to figure out if it's worth the time and investment um because like for example if nobody knows who you are you're probably better off starting with social media kind of getting people to know who you are and then move build the website kind of in the background sort of thing um but yeah it's really there's no really one way to do it um, but if you say for example if you want to be taken seriously one of my clients that I'm working for right now their problem that we're trying to fix and we think I believe we can fix with a website is they they don't they have information everywhere but they don't have a hub of information where people can come to and and they they their whole purpose is to disseminate information and they can't do that because they're spread all over the place and there's just so many different places to go and their audience and the people that they're trying to reach are just confused about where to go to get what sort of thing so that's so now we are trying to address that issue by building a hub of information so we can have all of those outgoing links from social media to email marketing all of that that links back to one place so when you come there it's like a it's like a gold mine you find everything that you need in one place it's all categorized it's sorted um and it's easier to access simply answering a question these days we all have to have an online presence um there's a few organizations that you know have mastered the art of branding um and really those organizations have been here for decades and those are probably the only people that don't need one the rest of you if you're watching this listening i reckon you should um invest either the time or the money into having an online presence starting with a website because it's uh whether or not you need it now you will need it eventually um and you you might as well want to have a presence on there as opposed to not having it at all yeah interesting and when you say starting with a website do you think it's better if people go with a website or try out with like a social media facebook page or an instagram page which one do you think is like better and has more reach right now social media is easier uh for people um it's easier for people to access and stuff like that and in terms of the yeah the quick turnaround like say for example on return on in on investment kind of thing so if you if you have like a social media page it's easy it's easy to reach people um but then you know as your organization grows and you kind of have to uh and like i said it depends really on the nature of your business but otherwise start somewhere start and that's the thing like each organization all organizations are different uh, you have different goals even if you're the exact same you do the exact same thing you have different goals in what you're trying to do and i guess that dictates whether or not you're on social media or you have a website or doing both so yeah so that that really does depend on an organization and you need to be able to answer that question yourself because if you can't you have a bigger problem than building an online presence well that thoroughly answers the question yeah. thanks man thanks um i just uh, this question is more related to like the videography side of things yeah. uh how would you describe how the industry has grown 
in PNG in terms of like videography and video production? Oh, What's man. your take on things? It's like it's like what I said about um, building an online presence. Like all of this stuff's fairly new, you know, to people in um, in Port Moresby. I I've been really operated outside of Port Moresby. I've flown to a few places, but you know, Port Moresby is probably I have more experience uh, in Port Moresby. So speaking for Port Moresby, um, I think it's. It, it started off as like people didn't know the importance of video, I guess, and only now they're starting to realize um, the importance of video. Um, and I see a lot of people uh, producing video. Some of them, you know, it's like some of them's not as good as it should be. You have some big name people and organizations that have that kind of kind of wanted to take the shortcut. Maybe they're trying to save money, and they kind of didn't approach the right people to do their work for them. And that's really hurt their branding and it's really hurt their um sort of presence online because like what we were talking about big rift are kind of a lot of people now like especially with um a lot of people being able to consume videos now that before like before it's too expensive to watch a video nobody's gonna watch a video online it's too expensive but mm. these days it's a lot it's a lot cheaper but the network's pretty crap um as well so sure. it's a kind of give or take but people generally because of um, apps like show, um, Instagram and now TikTok, a lot of a lot more people are inclined to watch videos, um, and so that's that's kind of what I've seen is a lot more people want to watch videos, and so if you're kind of marketing to people, you you should think about video because it really does um, it really does help and it really does reach people. That's probably for like if you're trying to do video for your business. As a videographer, I think with that with that education and with that newfound need work kind of has has increased as well the quality of work as well i think i think in the industry like you have some leaders like in the industry like that are freelancers not like full full-fledged companies but freelancers like mm-hmm. one of the per- one of the people that i kind of i've always looked up to is like jerry albanel yeah. so he does he does in my opinion some of the best work there is with with regards to video so it, yeah, you you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe the sort of equipment and stuff like that that is used to create some of his productions. But people like that are leading. They they have the ben, they set the benchmark, and I think the rest of us can see where where we can be if we work hard and if we put in time and effort and stuff like that. So I see the in the video industry, I see that the growth in demand, and I also see a lot of growth in production quality as well. Before you had to go to like one of these mainstream people to do um, a lot of this work, but these days, if you pick the right person, if you if you're someone that's looking to advertise, if you pick the right person, it's hard to tell whether or not it was done by like freelancer or not. Uh, if you pick a bad one, everybody will, people will think you didn't even hire anybody, so you kind of have to figure that out. They might they might think you did it with your phone, so you kind of have to be careful about that. But yeah, there's definitely a demand and a growth in the industry as well. I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah. Like as someone who creates videos, I know I haven't created that many in a while, but I've been watching yeah. and it's very definitely very exciting. Just seeing everyone putting together these pieces of work like and getting to know and understand what kind of equipment they use to right, and right. what that can produce. Like I've seen people um, who put together pretty good videos just using their phones and yeah. that editing software there. I like it goes back to just you and your know-how, I think, yeah. and um, how well you understand creating these videos and the applications used. Man, I guess 
It's more knowledge, if anything. Yeah, I, re I reckon it is. <laughs> I reckon it is. So speaking of that, I guess I kind of want to take the conversation a couple steps back, and I want to ask you, um, how did you get into photography and videography? Because before all this started, you told us that you had a double degree in maths yeah. and physics. Yeah. Yes. Shit, that is like fucking... Yeah. No, physics was a nightmare for me, so I'm just like, <laughs> dude, that's amazing. So how did you go from there to... Well, photo, well yeah. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of did photos and videos. Um, well, photos primarily. Um, at a very young age, I always liked, I always liked taking pictures. Um, I used to use people's phones, who, whether it was my family members or friends or people would lend me the phones. Mm -hmm. Um, and I started with that, and then eventually people kind of noticed that I really do like taking pictures, and then so they started lending me the cameras at events that just show up. I like any event that I attend, they'd be like, "Oh, can you take some pictures?" Um, so I said, okay, and then I'd get the cameras and then I'd do that. So that kind of, it was, I think it was, I don't, I honestly, I can't, I can't put my finger on what triggered it, but it, it kind of was intrinsic, I guess. It was always there. I always liked taking pictures. Um, and so my, op, I guess opportunities kind of allowed for me to go on and do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So it turned into something that I like doing into a fully fledged job that I do. Nice. Um, and you know it was the interesting thing is like and then so that branched into video like video doing videos um, I started relatively recently I don't know what's recently um, I can't remember what year there was I can't I really can't remember when I started I'm um, doing video but I remember it was a conversation between a client and I about taking pictures and I was like then they said do you do video as well and I was like oh no I don't and they'll be like oh and they said you should what you should be doing video mm -hmm. that way there's no need because then because i didn't couldn't do video i brought someone else in to do video and then so the person the person was kind of close to me so he was educating me and he said if you knew how to do it i would have just paid you for all of it it's like okay maybe i should start <laughs> so then that was even though it seemed like there was the it was the what's the name next very next step it was i was oblivious um to that fact that i should try and do video I'm not sure what the reasoning was at the time. I reckon it was because I was intimidated. I was afraid. I don't, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Maybe it was the money? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. So, yeah. So, that's that's how I started doing um, photography. It was just something that I've always always liked doing. Nice. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. Okay. Same, same here, I guess, from my side of things. I've always mm -hmm. been... I've always drawn, like, ever since I was a little kid. And then, right, right. Yeah. It was only, like, recently... Very recently, I got into digital art. Right, right. Like, it was, I think, a birthday present that I got a phone that came with a stylus. And then oh, yeah, oh, yeah. from there, I just got all the drawing apps. And then that turned into me buying a proper one of my graphics tablet. Right, right. So then, yeah. So, yeah, same here. Just started from an interest. And, then, yeah. Yeah. and that's, that's kind of created another problem for me now is that I have all these hobbies that I use to make money. I don't have a hobby that I just do because it's a hobby. And now I'm, you know, when I'm trying to... Because hobbies are things that you're supposed to, like, kind of relax with. Now yes. it's like, what do I do, you know? Oh, God. No, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Because, like, the first thing I thought of when you said that is how my love of video games has now turned into this thing that I use for marketing. Because I used to enjoy playing video games without having the need to record right, every right, playthrough. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> do you get it now? The hard drive. I'd be like, I, I should have recorded that. Jesus. That was a good That was a good move I did there. I should Honestly, record like, this. <laughs> Man, it's turning all of these hobbies, like I completely understand mm. you, into just 
ways that we can market ourselves yep. or get more money yep. and oh that's kind of heartbreaking when you think yeah, about it too it really much is. because like you said now there's just nothing you can do to just relax and i think probably the only thing that i'm doing right now i haven't marketed it or in a way in any way that Not i'm spoken thinking. about it or yeah kind of but uh, like the only safe hobby that i'm doing right now that hasn't been touched by that kind of way of thinking i guess is just my exercising and I know I post, you know, all those that's all you post. photos, but I mean, it's, it's, that's all it is right now. And it's just kind of, it's one of those things that hasn't forced me to think about it like that. And mm-hmm. man, that's a really, really fucking good point that you yeah. bring up, how yeah. it's turning these hobbies. I want to use the word demonize, but that's kind of just, I think that's too harsh. I think I'm I think I'm reaching that point as well cuz uh, there's a couple of projects I'm working on where like I'm feeling the fatigue of like right. I want to draw something else. Yeah, you know. Yeah. That's it. What happened to this thing that I, I love yeah. doing? Especially with him like with Chen Anivai. I see him do talk about that like just the other day he did this Milan Bay girl, this Milan Bay girl drawing and it's like yeah, oh, yeah it's yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah. I've been stuck doing all this kind work and so I want to do something else. So yeah, that's really that's that's the whole reason why I'm like I came to this as well. It's like every time I pick up a camera, it's work. Oh no, <laughs> bro! It's like every time I pick up a stylus, it's work. It's work. Like you know what I mean? So like, what else can you do? You know? That's it. That's it. So it's kind of like finding a new love again, and it's really it's just it's. Wow, that's I get that. That's a new. I'm sorry, I kind of shattered that. That no, blast, no, 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 like, no, no. You kind of have to. It's, like, it's better if you hear it from it instead of figuring it out because I, I figured it out the hard way. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like you're scary, man. Yeah, it is, it is. You sort of identified something I could feel. Yeah, yeah. Things, right? And yeah, you can't yeah. really explain it because nobody knows. It's like, what? Yeah. You're living your dream life. What the fuck are you complaining about? Oh, yeah. yeah. You just don't understand. <laughs> like every time I go to like family or like friend things, like when I'm just. Now these days I have to check. Am I coming as the photographer or am I coming? It's just me. Oh, bro. I had a sort of thing like that on the weekend. You know what I mean? And means. if you don't show up with your camera, it's like, where's your camera? You it's know like, what? I'm, I'm just here to eat and chill. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> Why can't I be here just to eat and have fun and then leave at a reasonable time? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not. So this is like something that I kind of learned from, uh, I think, Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. In one of these videos that I watched, he has this notebook. I think him and Bill Gates were talking about how because they've gotten so busy and they got so many so much things to do they have time slots in their calendar in their days that they do nothing oh my god i've done i did that this week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. you can't have to do that yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. do that i do that a lot because i organize my entire fucking day is organized on my damn calendar and i oh, make man. it a point to force in just blocks of time where i don't do anything mm. where i just like read a book for fun or i just take a walk and i just try not to think about work and yeah, I completely understand why that's important because, man, right now you you can't you can't do something just for fun yeah. anymore yeah. because oh like even in my last relationship, my girlfriend always criticized me like you don't think oh that's a beautiful sunset that's a be-. yes like I'm trying to enjoy it like don't make me pull out my phone use your you know eyes what I mean? and look at it and oh, so yeah. like especially like we take with taking pictures it really does suck sometimes when people are just. Like everybody around you wants you to, and everybody's capturing stuff and taking pictures. I'm just looking at it. I just enjoy looking at stuff now. Mm. And even if it's a video, like I just, I enjoy consuming more. Cause, and like, that's a problem that I have is I, the more, the more work that I've taken on, like, especially post COVID, mm. I haven't been able to do, pick up a camera outside of work. Um, 
So that's been that's been something that's really really been weighing heavily, but I can't really do anything at this moment, yeah. I'm trying to relate it back to something that I'm doing. It's where I'm actively just not touching my camera. I'm not opening Premiere Pro. All I have open some days is just like VLC and I'm trying to go through. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> that was <laughs> get through a movie oh, or I shut down all my shit and I turn my internet off on my phone and I just want to read a book and I want people to leave me alone yeah. and not come back and ask yeah. hey can you change the font yeah. on this word that's in the lower third of this of this poster that you spent three hours like drawing up for us god damn yeah it's just forced me to kind of just cut all of this shit out just to enjoy myself well, it's good that you guys kind of have that figured out because you know it, it took a while for me to figure that out even now, I'm still I'm still looking for activities to kind of not be working. Because even when I'm just doing like some random video for TikTok, it's still when I open up Premiere Pro, it's like, do I really want to do this? You know. Do you have the thing where you open Pro- Premiere Pro and there's like the project, the last one that you did, yeah, that's the one that you're working on. But you also see all these other ones that you have to work on or finish as well, and you haven't been able to do that because you're doing. The, this first one that you're supposed to get done and it's it kind of just kills your fire man yeah i i get that it's just it's <laughs> trying to have so many of these projects out and trying to also balance your free time is it's killer and i think i was in a point <clears throat> uh i was at, i was at that point earlier on in this year where i had to make like this massive decision or ultimatum or something where I had to start turning down clients and people just to make sure that my mental health was intact and I had to create, you know, like those slots of time in a day where I was just doing nothing but relaxing. Getting to that point is kind of scary. But, like you said, I think at least we're, we figured it out or are close to figuring out. As long as you're aware, I think. I think as long as you're aware. Yeah. Because yeah. then if, it, if, you, if, you know, if you don't know what it is and it's just like something in your head, then it's really, it can really mess with you if you don't know what it is. Because yeah. you think you're burning out, but you're not. You just... Oh, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially like with my thing is like the thing I'm currently working on, there's like several pages of this stuff. <laughs> and then one page is already like a lot of Shit work to, to do. do yeah. And then, so like I have pages that are like close to being done, not yet 100% done. <clears throat> Some that are still in the sketch phase. <laughs> that I, uh... Damn, sounds like you need a system. Yeah. But I, I and, and I feel the same thing where I'm like, I don't want to draw this now. I want to draw my own stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. So give yourself time to draw. Like, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. Okay, cool. cool. But yeah. it's annoying that like, as like digital creators like us, like people don't realize this stuff takes time. It's a lot. <laughs> it, it's a, it, it takes a lot of time to do these oh, things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've talked to those clients before. It's like, can you get this done by this afternoon? Oh, what time is it? Oh, it's one o'clock. And you, okay, okay, no. Um, I know a great guy who can probably, you can argue with here, because I don't want to, I'm too tired. Yeah. Here, take this number. Oh, God. So since I took us on the negative tangent, kind of, let me take us back to why that's a good thing. It's like, I think you're, we've all come to that stage because your mind right now is just in, in a level that is not easily acquired. It's, it's, it's at a level where you're just on all the time. Um, and you kind of have to remind yourself because a lot of people spend their whole lives never reaching that level of as much as I don't want to beat, you know, people, I mean, like our own drums kind of thing. Mm. It's like there's people that spend their whole lives not having that much purpose and drive. Um, and so the fact that you found it is a good thing. 
but you just have to balance it out. Just like when you were completely useless, you kind of had to do something productive. Now flip it around and do it the other way. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't know. But then like the levels at which, you know, you, you either work hard or don't work hard or take a break is all individual as well. So it's up to you how you how you figure that out and what you do. No, that's absolutely important. And I think from there, I kind of wanted to get into the big question on right. this topic. Right, right. This, this topic, this segment that I kind of wanted to bring up. And I just want, uh, Dean, I want your answers. Daniel, I want your answers as well for this. I just want everyone chiming in. So I just want to know uh, from you guys' perspective, how important is it for someone to have multiple levels of income, like side hustles? So you guys... Let's start with you. I think I've been talking too much. Let's start with Daniel. Oh, you're the guest, you're supposed to. I know, but like, <laughs> that's why I get Give to say, it's, let's start with him. Right. <laughs> okay, right. Daniel, let's start with you. I mean, yeah, side hustles, I think it's very important. Like, so many things can go wrong if you just rely on one source of income. Like, if, you, if you've been doing the same job for years and suddenly something happens like COVID. Right, right. And then now you don't have a job anymore. Now, like, you can only come in, like, once a week or something like that. So... Like you were saying earlier, like, was it before we started recording? or You were like, COVID really made people realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, realize certain things. And I think that's one of those things where you need a side hustle. I mean, living in the city too is yeah, expensive. Really if you don't expensive. have more than one source of income, you're... It's hard because anything can happen to that one source. What's your favorite quote again? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you only, if you have, only have, have one source of income, you're one step away from poverty. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And speaking as someone who has come back from that, <laughs> that's very true. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Dean, what about you? So, I think, like, I, I'm really, not, I guess not torn, but in my head at least, it's balanced about the importance of it. Um, but it's also like, so, for example, when I started, I had no choice. It was out of necessity um, that I started doing all sorts of different things, you know. And so, when I, when I graduated from, when I finished from uni and I, well, I kind of had the job before I finished, but then, so then I had to learn the discipline of focusing my energy kind of thing um, and not really messing with something good because you're doing all of these different things. Huh? So I had to learn the art of prioritizing, I guess, and figuring out what things, um, what things you should invest your time in when sort of thing. Because I think it's really, it's not really a black and white thing. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a spectrum of, you know, how you feel, how you think and the benefits it kind of brings to you kind of thing so side hustles like what uh what what was said was like yeah like definitely like if you're talking about money you definitely need more like unless you have like unless you're like the manager or i don't know how, how much unless money pretty well off in the job yeah like unless right. you have like a really 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 good job um i guess you'll be fine and like say for example but then if you're like a young person you're probably not getting paid as much as you should be or you could be um if you if you even even if you go through the whole hassle of going to uni and getting that degree with the highest flying colors or you know all of that you still might you still might not get paid um as much as you should be so when you're talking about money side hustles is a good thing um you know it kind of it helps you it helps you to get by um some for some people i mean for me personally um money is something that really affects my mental wellness like for example because i have really 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 high standards for myself so i have i set thresholds for money that i need to have 
not to use i just mm. need to know it's there kind of thing yeah no. when it comes to when it comes to like the importance of money and side hustles when i when i dip below that threshold it really messes with me you know i'm like my days are just i'm dragging myself through the day because it's like firstly how the fuck did i spend all that money and secondly where am i where am i gonna where am i gonna get it next kind of thing so Mm -hmm. i like to i don't know how that happened but that's just how my mind is now so to keep that aspect of my mind keep myself sane um i have multiple streams of income and i think it's important with regards to money but there was one thing i think um paiwa from four wheeling four wheeling png mentioned Mm -hmm. One of my Instagram posts long time ago was when I was talking about side hustles was the importance of not letting that take energy and effort away from whatever it is primary that you do. Um, this might not be primary, like you might get, you might not be, you might not be paid as much as you want to at say, for example, your primary job and you might get paid more in your side hustle and that might shift your energy. And so right. when does a side hustle become a bad thing? Whoa. when your mm. when your bosses are like oh you know what i was encouraging this guy to do this and do that and now he's taking time away from work too so then there's that dynamic and having to having a full-time job kind of and working outside of that that's something that i've that's a devil that i've had to wrestle with and kind of so then the only way that i've been able to achieve um holding both doing both is nothing else i do nothing else it's work or work that's it it's work weekdays, it's work weeknights, it's work weekends, it's work festive season, it's work public holidays, it's always work. Um, so that's kind of the price that I have to pay. But then, like, you know, generally speaking, side hustles are good. It put money in your pocket. It And also, I think the, that's that's my kind of dilemma, which is the negative, resting with the negative. Because then the first problem is trying to create side hustles that actually are lucrative. Once you do that, it's pretty easy to maintain it. But now becomes all these other things that have that don't necessarily deal with money and are the rest of the things um, that kind of I've tried to consider, which is about uh, you know you know what I mean and yeah, yeah, your yeah. effort, especially your effort. Like I've had to like what you said about like kind of letting clients go. That's not something that comes easy to like kind of say someone that's hustling every day. Yeah. You know everybody wants to do all the jobs because it pays. Yeah, you know what that I mean. Mentality, yeah. But then when you do that, does that decrease the quality of your work? Does that put you um, under mental stress that you really yeah. don't need in your life? That's a mm. see. So all of these things are kind of things that you kind of have to balance. But I think for a lot of people, like I mean, for us, those those kind of things relate to us here because we kind of we have our side hustles established and we're doing it. Mm. Um, and but then there's this other group of people that I've been speaking to um, online. Um, that are stuck at a job they don't like. They're doing something they hate. Oh yeah, no, yeah, so, I've been there. So for those these people, what, how does how does having a side hustle kind of tie into that, and how does that help them? And a lot of these young people that I've told, like even my younger sister, um, I've told, you have you have absolutely no responsibility to hold a job that you don't like, and you don't have. Mm-hmm. So that's what I tell her. But some people, they, they're like the breadwinner of the families. They kind of have to keep the job. So then that side hustle becomes less about money and it becomes more about escape. Not es- you're escaping, but it more becomes about feeding your soul and doing the things that you want to do. If, yeah. it, if mm-hmm. money comes from it, great. If money doesn't come from it, but you're happy because you do this other thing in your free time and at home and outside of your job, then do it as well. So side hustles have that benefit with finances. 
it has the benefits with mental and emotional state i reckon and also it helps with your well-being i think i think it can it can really impact your well-being because i think a lot of people we look at work as work and i think a lot of and then we wonder why a lot of people um our age i guess young people are miserable they don't know why uh, a lot of people are living for the weekend they don't know why and i think i think i think this this really does tie into a lot of that which is i i don't understand people that slave for the two weeks and blow all the money in one weekend for what been there to go back and slave again what's the problem the problem is not that you don't have money you're spending it like you're rich that's not the problem the problem is you're not happy you know you think you're happy everybody tells you oh you know what you you went to high school you went to uni you have a job good on you you're successful you don't feel that way mm-hmm. when you're doing something you don't want to do man such a like a double edged sword it really is oh man when i was starting out i was pro get a side hustle get a side hustle get a side hustle yeah. more money more money more money now i'm like all right let's look at it what does more money do what do you do with that money like if you're making money just from i mean if you love making money or creating money like when i first started mm-hmm. being able to like be at zero and then just receive like 500 bucks is like fuck yeah you know shit i can do this that's always fun so yeah. that you know that's an that's another aspect of a side hustle mm. um so it's like this is why like a lot of I'm, i'm probably going off on a tangent but a lot of the things that i talk about like on my socials is like getting to know yourself because yeah. as you can see something as simple as whether side hustles are important or not really does diverge into a whole bunch of things mm-hmm. and if you don't know the kind of person you are the kind of person you want to be the kind of person that um in essence you want to grow up and the kind of legacy you want to leave behind you're going to be stuck with all of these questions and all of these different options and what the fuck are you going to do god damn double edged sword it, yeah no that's a lot mm-hmm. that's a lot of analysis i think it's a lot more than i personally was expecting <laughs> it's it's caused me to just take a look at <clears throat> all of the decisions that I've made recently. Did you, did you feel attacked at any point? <laughs> no, no. I think, I think me six months ago would have been very attacked. Mm-hmm. I think I was on the train where I would have just... Um, what is it? I just like take on like six million jobs and never see like any of my friends mm-hmm. for the next like four months and just be doing nothing but that. And then by the end of it, I'd just be like really, really sad. And I'm like, why am I sad? I don't know why. Oh, maybe it's just because you didn't get sleep for two weeks. <laughs> it's, just, it's just all of that. And I'm... Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thankful that I've actually just <clears throat> understood that being in that position for me personally was very detrimental and so I had to do something about it. I had to, you know, maybe not take on as many jobs as I right, need to. I right. just need to mm-hmm. keep an eye on my finances, understand <clears throat> what I'm spending money on and what I need to be spending money yeah. on. Yeah. So once I just kind of started doing that, I found a really good middle ground and I think that's where I am now. If anything right now, I've just been polishing up how much what do I call it? downtime, how much downtime mm. that I need to be having. Just probably where I want this conversation to go next because what I'm hearing from both of you is that like you all need to relax. <laughs> am I right? Yeah, you're probably the me? only one that's probably getting downtime. Me, I mean, me. It, it, it's, it's. I, I'd say it's a bit easier for me to separate work from my own stuff because it's, it's all drawing, but it, it's like depends on what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. So it's for me that that line of separation of work and what I'm passionate about is very clear. So right. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. But what you what you were talking about earlier about being stuck in a job that, like, you don't want to do. Yep. Like, okay, so growing up, 
I always wondered why do adults always like buy so much beer on the right, weekend? Why do right, they always right. get drunk every weekend? Right. The first fort like the first couple months <laughs> into a proper job that I had, I was like, Oh my god, this is why they do it. <laughs> this is why they drink. <laughs> I was in the bar, I was like, Oh I get it now. Man. But yeah, what you were talking about, how like people don't feel like fulfilled in their jobs and so they're like they use all these vices and try to deal with things that's the word that really is the word and like the 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 really 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 scary thing is a lot of people don't realize it Mm -hmm. they can't they don't know what it is Mm -hmm. they just feel like they're not something's missing you know and they dive into religion and they dive into activities and they dive into substance abuse groups and you know all of these things to try and feel that and they don't know what it is and they think that the next thing that they do is going to fill that void and it really doesn't. And then, then what? That's really something that I think a lot of Papua New Guineans, we all need to be, those that know, need to be educating sort of younger than us about how you should really like, like that's what, that's what like my, my, I tell my, I tell my siblings that you don't want to go to school, that's fine. You don't know, you don't want to do things how mom and dad want us to do things, that's fine. Just know that the consequences, good and bad, are yours. You don't want to go to school, that's fine. You're probably going to spend more time trying to find a job. Um, you're probably going to be broke longer than someone that goes to school or the other way around. It really doesn't. So it's all about being happy um, while you do all of that. You know what I mean? So I think I think for me, that's just at the core of everything that I do is whether or not I'm happy. Everything else is secondary yeah. to whether or not I'm happy. So like what Godfrey was saying, Godfrey was saying, like me, I'm I'm... I'm not like I don't I don't rest I I really don't um, but and I've I've given up a lot of my friends even relationships just my last relationship I got out of because I wanted to work I'm on the receiving end on you work too much you work too much <laughs> but I can't sit at home or I can't even when I'm <clears throat> I think I did a post on Instagram way back I was watching the new Spider Man I think it was Far From Home I think when it came out then mm-hmm. I was sitting in the cinema with my friends or oh, I think it was it was my sister and a friend. And I just, I was thinking about the work I needed to do. It just really didn't, that what it was supposed to bring to me, what I remember going to the cinema, well, it wasn't that anymore. So I've stopped and I've never gone back. Ever. Damn. Shit. Oh man. Even if it's like a really, really good movie, I won't go back. I want to watch that movie just when I feel like watching it. And that's probably at midnight when I'm done working maybe. And put it on and then I break it up into segments like whatever I feel like I just do I don't know how to get back to uh, <laughs> this because this one this went in, in a completely different direction that I like did not anticipate but that is good and I'm happy right. about that basically as like uh, someone who's like a very like self-made person or right. something all like with your own like drive and stuff like during the pandemic and during the lockdown a lot of people like found it very hard to either find employment or maintain employment and like I know people who basically uh, they were like constantly putting out CVs and then like nobody was hiring. So like, what would you say to someone who's in that sort of position, who's who's been like you know been doing their best to put out their CVs and get it everywhere, but still nothing's quite happening. Right. So for me personally, like it, it, when something like that happens, I'm someone that accepts. Some people say too much responsibility. So like if my CV is not good enough for someone, I did something. When I do that and in that process, I focus on what, um, what's her name? Like what I can control. I can't control my grades. It's already there. It's on the paper. I can't go back to school. Mm-hmm. 
what can I control on a CV, for example? If you're someone that's kind of looking at reapply or applying for jobs, look at how, how you've structured your CV. A simple search in Google will give you all sorts of different ways to write a CV. Like when I started writing mine, I looked up how to find a job, how to write a CV without job experience. I don't have any experience, you know, uh, say for example, then when I was applying, I don't have any experience. So I list down all the things that I, all the things or like projects or say for example, activities that kind of, kind of help with the job that I'm applying for. Mm. Even if, so say for example, it's easy for people like us, like we content creators, right? Yeah, I went to this and I took pictures there. That's fine. But say for example, an accountant, right? Say for example, someone that's in economics kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's fresh out applying. They don't have, you know, flying colors with with regards to the grades and stuff so how do you how do you apply you write it you write like your cover letter you write in a creative way like i had i had this experience once when someone i read i read a cover letter of someone who wrote a story it wasn't that simple boring to whom it to whom it may concern attached he told a story about how he was employed by this company that he was applying to and it was the cv it was the cover letter that stood out I'm not sure if he was hired or not, but <laughs> I didn't follow up with that. But it's so then that responsibility is on you. It's just look at the language that you're writing. There's so many tools online to help you write better English. There's so many tools online to help you structure your CVs, structure it to your strengths. You don't have job experience, talk about your skills. What can you do? That ties into kind of the job that you want to do. Like a lot of people now, they talk about like how do you convey, say, for example, your attitude into something like that right how do you how do you show them that yeah i might not have the best grades but i'm a really good person so think about that research that how can you write that how do you how do you do, you do that by saying oh you know i've volunteered for this and this and this there's no rules to writing a cv as much as people say oh you should write it like this that's don't do that yeah you know what i mean write to all your strengths i reckon that's the best way to do it and when you do that it's amazing like i got a job when i was in uni doing something that I wasn't going to school for. So how did I get the job? I wrote about the things that I did, could do, that ties into, even if it's things that I wrote about, I said, I can't do this, but I'm a fast learner. And I'm honest. If I can't do it, I'll tell you I can't do it. If, if you ask me for a deadline, I'll give you an honest deadline to what I can do. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I was interviewed for my job, it, there was no bullshit. My boss knew where I stood. I didn't have to kind of, yeah, you kind of have to sell yourself, but you don't have to be outrageous about it. Yeah. You have to just be yourself. And a lot of, I think a lot of people, I think that's the, that's actually the summary of it is be yourself on that piece of paper. As scary as it may be, be yourself. I wrote about the strengths that I have, the skills that I learned, not from formal employment, but from fucking around on the weekends and doing whatever it is that I wanted to do. And that's how I acquired the skills that I had to, for the job that they wanted me to do. So I think, a lot of people need to do that so like say for example like an accountant i guess there's a lot of things like right now say for example right now when you're applying for a job there's so like i learned a lot of the things that i learned about like with the websites and stuff through online courses there's so many free online stuff you can do while waiting so refine that cv write it to the best of your ability with the best say english that you can put forward with the best structure for the type of say where you are with regards to employment school your grades you know like for example if you don't get good grades don't be like oh you know i'm the highest don't don't write like you're the highest performing like i wrote in my in my cover letter i wrote about how i had the reason why i had a gap year was because i moved out of my parents place and i couldn't 
afford to pay for my fees. That taught me the lesson of taking advantage of opportunities. And if I was given this job, I wasn't going to waste it. And so with your grades, something like, you know what? I was messing around with my grades. I've learned my lesson. I didn't graduate with the grades I wanted to graduate with. And that's actually helped me to know that, you know, these are things that I can't be messing around with. And given an opportunity, I won't let you down kind of thing. So these people are reading this. This is not computers. You have to appeal to people. And like, if you if you don't if you don't know how to write these sort of things, reach out to someone that does, or reach out to someone that does, or just look for stuff online, man. There's really and there's there's people now that are creating businesses, startups to actually help people write CVs and stuff. So look for people <laughs> like that. I used to do that a lot with my friends here. So oh it's just gosh. like you pay what twenty bucks, twenty bucks, thirty bucks. They can sit down with you and help you write this stuff. So you, if you watching this, listening to this, there's lots of resources out there. There's no reason why you have to write a CV that gets rejected. And 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 that's another thing. A lot of people they write that CV, it gets rejected. They submit the same CV to the next job. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. I rewrote my CV so many times. I was like, oh man, maybe I said this wrong. Change it. I wrote something else. I wrote the same thing, just differently. So that's what I mean by focus on what you can control. And always accept responsibility. You didn't get the job because you did something wrong. Screw all of this one talk system bull. You can't control one talk system. You can't control if that the HR person is being bribed. You can't control that. Focus on what you can control, which is it's true. What you put on the paper. That's it. This is the most informative episode that we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, we, we we talk about bullshit all, all the time. This is this. We literally like okay. Yeah, no, I told you, Spider Man. Twenty minutes. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> But that's a lot. No, and that information yeah. is like golden, yeah. man. Thank you for that. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Then they can uh, reach out to me because I know people that actually do CVs and stuff for people. Okay, fantastic. So, yeah. Do that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be linking all of these links in the show notes. So if you guys are curious, go ahead and check those yep. out. Yep. And don't forget to check out all of Dean's stuff on Pixel's Perspective, on his personal timeline. Yep. Trust me, I've seen his stuff. <laughs> it's it's pretty gold. That, thank that you. stuff's thank helped you, me. Thank you. With my personal journey as well. So thank you for sharing that, man. Thank you so much. It sounds like we're ending this, but I don't know. Should we end this now? Or do you guys want to talk about my thing? Or is my thing just... What? I just wanted to bring up, you know, methods of spending downtime. All right. We're all hustlers here. Nobody wants to talk about taking a break. I used to do that. I used to do that, though, until I found out that it was more... Beneficial for my mental uh, health. Well, maybe you can help us out then. Well, what do you what do you what do you do in your downtime? Don't How do you get into down? Like, yes. let's say you just you didn't finish the project, but you're done working on it for the day. How, How do you know you when you're done? Yeah. How do you know How when, do you when you're done? When I'm done. <clears throat> to gauge when I'm done, it depends on the project. But if it's a personal project, usually nine times nine times out of ten, I know that I'm done if I watch it again, if I watch a video again, and it makes me cry. Oh. Because like. In everything that I try to do, and everything big that I try to do, there's always this emotional tie that I try to put into a lot of my work because I myself am a very emotional person. Right, right. I'm, I'm going to wear that on my fucking sleeve. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much when I know if I actually like something, if it garners the same emotional response at the end that it did in my head when I was conceiving the idea. Right. I'm watching the end of a video, and I, I fucking love it, and I start to you know, swell up. I was, I'm thinking to myself, I love this video. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. Even though people might not like it. The point is that I like it. But like I said, that's mostly for my personal projects. The stuff that I put on YouTube, the stuff that I just kind of do just for fun. 
Yep. Because I have to segregate some of my projects sometimes, where it's the projects that I do just to make me happy or to feed my soul, right. and then the projects that I do to feed my stomach, you know, because right. I have to get food and stuff. So I guess having that line drawn where work and the stuff that actually makes you happy, I think that's a big, uh, big thing to have, just to make sure that is a very, like a thick fucking line to just differentiate this is what I do to make money and this is what I do to make myself actually happy. It gets a little messy when sometimes they're the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But I, in my experience, when handling those projects, like I, t I, I talk about setting up these boundaries, but when it comes to projects like that, where it's actually making money, but it means a lot to me, that's, that's the thing where, those are the times where I kind of don't set up these boundaries and I kind of break them because in the end, I'm achieving... Like, uh, obviously I get paid for this, and it's probably, like, a big project too, but it's also, coupled with that, feeding my soul as well, so at the cost of probably a little bit of stress and going past these boundaries that I've set up, like my time boundaries, or why I should be going to sleep at this time, I'm actually working on this project. I mean, if I'm working on a project like that, I, I wouldn't mind doing that. I think, but probably going back to what I was trying to say in the and to answer the question, it's extremely important to have boundaries and to differentiate the stuff that makes you happy and the stuff that gets you paid. Right. Yeah, I guess that's a that's a big one for me because I think I brought this up before. Like I have my calendar that's like completely filled up with. Like jobs that I have to do and like edits that I have to do and meetings and stuff. But there's also slots of time in the day where I'm allowed to just kind of sit down somewhere and think about nothing or probably listen to uh, a song on repeat for two hours straight because yep. I like the song. Yeah. But yeah, the big thing there is knowing when to give yourself time to relax. Yeah. But coming from your perspective, I, I see how that can be difficult as someone who... You, I, I know how that feels. You gotta keep working, and yeah. I don't even, I don't even browse social media anymore to browse social media. You know what I mean? That's how yeah, bad yeah. it is. No, yeah. Right now, when I'm online, I'm learning, I'm learning uh, trends. I'm learning about what people like, what people talk about, because mm -hmm. then I'm helping clients with their presence online. So, social media is no longer the escape it used to be. Um, reading, I don't particularly have books that actually allow for me to escape, like. The last book that I'm supposed to complete is Napoleon Hill and I'm not done with it because it's a lot about what I do anyways and like the <laughs> mindset and stuff. So I've, I haven't read that and I don't have any other books like, you know, fairy tales or I don't know, like, what is it? Fiction. I don't have fiction, fiction books. All my books and every, every time people come, oh, can I read it? I say, yeah, and oh, your books are boring. Oh, okay. Wow. That's not the every, All right the bookworms mindset. that I know think that my books are boring. So okay, okay. that's the so for the bookworms out there, that's the type of books I read, the boring ones. So I really don't, I really don't have an escape, and and also there's a there's a there's a line for me like, yeah, I I don't mind spending time with people, um, friends and family, but sometimes I just get bored of it, and my mind wanders off back to my work, and then so I'm thinking, would I rather be here, or would I rather be doing my work? So right, right now, the only time I take a break is when I drop dead. I can't go anymore. Jesus. That's that's the only time I take a break. That's it. That sounds scary, man. Yeah, that's 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 just it. I don't but hey, know. if that's how you roll. Yeah. Also, yeah. it's kind of like a for me. It's like a uh, what's the name? It's an opportunity cost kind of thing. It's like 
like mm. this is probably a little but o- overshare but whatever it, like so i i have an idea of the kind of boyfriend that i want to be husband and father right nice. and that includes me not being anything like what i am now i'm not i'm not i'm not going to be working as much as i do now when i do have all of that so i'm trying to put in the time now so that so when i re- that's in the back of my head all the time yeah i'm missing out on partying or going to barbecues or family gatherings and stuff like that but that's only cuz when i have my own family i'm just going to be the dad that drives them to school or the kids to school and drops my wife off in the morning and be like have a nice day and then just you've built something so big i'm just chilling so that's that's the drive behind missing out on all that i might be missing out on right now mm-hmm. so i guess that keeps me going no, I completely get that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people should have that mindset about thinking of the kind of person they want to be to like the person that you know, probably going to be spending the rest mm. of their lives with. Man, that's actually a really valuable mindset to have or at least just have presently in the back of your head. Yep. So just maybe guide you in the decisions that you're making now. Because of that, I'm willing to let the things that kind of go now that I'm letting go of like times with friends, fam, yeah. like I haven't had like a Christmas party with my family in 3 years cuz I'm always working on Christmas day. Someone wants okay, a exactly. someone's throwing a party somewhere and they want me to take pictures. Aww. So I, I'm like, "Oh, you bakam no, I'll just put the cake by me call on night and come just pick up the food. I've missed out on birthday parties. Even New Year's Eve I'm not at home. I'm so I'm missing out on all of these things, but it's like it's it's the type of person that I want to be uh when I grow up kind It's a small thing. sacrifice for that, I think. Yeah, when I when I think about the fact that I'm just going to be like a stay-at-home dad like legit that's worth all the time that I'm spending now all the that's if I don't die before then because I just drink too many okay, let's not go too, much, too much energy drinks and not enough sleep oh, and according man. to the doctors and stuff like that I have friends that's... that go to medical are doc practicing doctors and they always they've told me and I think they've given up they've given up at this stage because I tell them you know you guys work as much hours as I do you guys don't do that God damn. Oh, I, I know how that... I, I don't drink energy drinks, but I'm trying to slow down on the coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just... I had to cut out coffee completely. But, like, that's a hard balance <laughs> to find as well, because, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, you know what? I should worry about my health, and then times I'm like, fuck it. I'm just gonna... I need to do this. I need to get this done. Fuck mm-hmm. everything else. Um, and everything else is, you know, irrelevant to what I need to get done kind of thing. So, I keep going back and forth. I'm pretty sure it's not ideal. I'm not sure if it is. I just know what I know. I make it a thing of mine to go against what's social like the social constructs. Yeah. So if someone tells me I work too much, I'm like, so what? I don't care. At least I got money. Yeah, it's like it makes me happy it's sort of yeah. thing. You know what also I mean? It's happiness, like sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Forget the money and happiness. Yeah. So well, at first it was about the money and then it's like if it's just about the money, when you make the money then what? Mm-hmm. What's you know, the you can you can only buy so many things, go on so many trips. You know, upgrade yeah. your gears. You know, only so many times. What's yeah, it all yeah, for? Yeah. That's the question. So it's like so. Then that ties into so. Then my ultimate goal, that I think I've been able to come, um, bring it into fruition, and my kind of, you know, final final word on on the subject of work and side hustles and all of these sort of things is kind of like, for me, uh, this is probably gonna be like, dark maybe I don't know. So it's it's if I didn't wake up tomorrow, I'll be fine. I did everything that I wanted to do. I go to bed like happy even if I'm exhausted. If I don't wake up tomorrow, there's I'm not going to regret anything on the other side if there is one. So that's just how I measure what I do. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm probably the only one that preaches amongst my friends about dying young. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really one to be at 70 and not being able to do my own shit. So that's kind of scary. Yeah. So that's, that's how I measure that. It's like, if I don't wake up tomorrow, all the people in my life, I'm sure they'll have, they have good things to say about me. People that I might, might offended, but I've done my best to try and not offend them. And I've tried my best to try and explain. I've, I make sure that I have everything in order. If I leave, I leave. Just in case the worst happens. Yeah, and and that's not something that you can actively do by picking at things. That's just, you have to do that intrinsically. Mm. You have to fix the stuff with you. When you fix the stuff with you, when you know who you are, when you know what you want, when you know the kind of person that you want to be, everything is in order. That's how, that's what I've found. We, we, we try to pick at the results, like for example, like what you're talking about, the drinking, right? Mm. The drinking every weekend. That's not the problem. That's the result of a, a problem. That's, that's not the root of the problem. The root of the problem is you're not happy. Fix that, you fix the drinking. So if it's like you had bad relationships with people, uh, like say for example, I had bad relationships with my parents and stuff like that, just fix that. Also, you have to have very clear, um, one, one of these things that one of my favorite uh, influences Gary Vee talks about is like, you kind of, you have to know the things that make you happy and the things like you have to have your own standards fuck all of these social constructs right mm. say for example i don't talk to my dad as much as i as much as society says i should but him and i have an understanding we know why we don't talk to each other as much we know why we don't interact as much and that's fine mm. so if one of us went i wouldn't regret not having as much interaction as what society tells me i should be having and so being able to be at peace with my choices accepting that yeah i fucked up some things but I'm trying to, I'm doing and knowing that I'm doing my absolute best to make sure that, that I'm not going to bed like, oh, you know what? I should have done that. I should have spoken to that person. S- sort all that out. Sort it out. Do mm-hmm. it according to how you feel. Fuck what everybody else thinks. Fuck what society says. Do what makes you happy. And whatever that looks like, whatever it is, do it. That's how I've been able to say repeatedly that if I didn't wake up tomorrow, I'd be fine. Yeah, it's a lot to process. It is a lot to process, actually. Well, like I say, as, as a creative person, I'm, I'm not there yet, <laughs> but like as a, as a creative person, I, I have things that I really want to create before I go. So yeah. like I haven't reached that point yet. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I guess that's the goal. That's the, that's, the end, that's the end goal right there. So what's stopping you from reaching those goals? I, don't know, I just need a bit more time, I guess. I don't know. Just, just yeah. Because there, there are like projects that I want to get started on and like, work on but i guess there's just other things in the way that i need to get done first yeah. but, oh, but those yeah. things but yeah i i i want to reach that point <laughs> yeah. that you've reached so like yeah but like yeah, as a creative person there's just some things that i need to put out yeah. and like, okay i'm ready i'm done yeah. i did that already okay yeah there's definitely a heap of shit i want to do but i'm somehow i'd, I'd really don't i'll come back when i figure this out and i'll explain it but it's like I have a ton of shit. Like I was just talking to you guys about being a good dad and boyfriend, husband, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. But if I never get to see that, that's okay too. I don't know how I've been able to figure that out, but it's just it's figured out in my head somehow. It's like yeah, for sure. Like I want to be running this big business that doesn't require me. it only requires me to sign checks and do board meetings and stuff. Yeah. But if I don't do that, then that's fine as well. No, I think I'm getting what you're trying to get at, or I, I, yeah, I'm I understanding the direction that you're going in. I don't know how to put into words myself, too. Yeah, I'm pretty good with words, yeah. but 
You're failing me right now. Um, we're supposed to be answering questions about what to do in our downtime. <laughs> Dude, this is like a deep dive. <laughs> yeah. This is a very deep dive. This is like how deep do you want to go down the rabbit hole kind of thing. I, I don't I don't mind actually. This and we've been talking for an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, man. But hey, both of us are happy that you see like this podcast is like a sort of break from your Yeah, no, this is actually, oh, thanks, yeah. thanks. You know what I mean? Thanks, yeah. like, Hearing about all the shit that you do. Wow, that's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. Because like I mean like that's what I said, like I probably didn't say we were recording, but a lot of people I mean who does a podcast? Nobody does a po- I don't know anybody else that does a podcast. That's and like, true. if people do YouTube channel thingies and invite, I'd, I'd love to, because my, like, my kind of, apart from, aside from my work, kind of my drive is to reach people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, I really, c- kind of, I really want people to be able to be happy. Because I think I found a level of happiness that's not really easy to find. And I really want people to get there with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I really want people to just be really, really happy. And I, I don't know. It just I know what it looks like. And I just know that a lot of people don't have it. And so, like, this podcast is a way to reach people. And I really, really hope that a lot of people get to see this and they get to see the things we talk about. And it's also a break from what... It, like, if someone did, like, a YouTube channel and said, like, let's talk, I'd go. I'd go. I think... I don't... Because I don't have enough... I don't have I don't allow myself enough time to be actively reaching out to people mm. and so I've kind of delegated that to this podcast by coming here and talking to you guys wait why do you think that is though that you don't have or put aside enough time to reach out to people is that not like a top priority for you right yeah it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. priority that's it's second to yeah. my work at the moment okay that's that's understandable yeah so right now it's just about plus it's also about like that it's also about like quality like I put out, out the people that I've reached, I've put out a lot of things that we we already have to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so I'm also careful about not confusing um, the people that... Because, like, yeah, I put out a lot of stuff. And I want, I have, like, tons of shit to put out. But then there's also people that are talking to me about things that... I The last thing I spoke about. So I don't want to... I want to sort with... I want to get through that. And then I move on to the next thing. Kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. I think, like, with with me trying to reach people, it's like... I want to be able to reach someone mm-hmm. before I go on to the next thing and move on and kind of thing. So that's kind of, that's more where I'm at. It's like almost all my socials, have, personal socials have been dead apart from that independence video. Everything's been dead. Really? Shit, I didn't notice. No, because I haven't, I haven't posted anything at all <laughs> because I haven't, I haven't felt the urge to. Before it was like, you know, kind of talking to the general public kind of thing. But now there's people that actually talk to me one-on-one. So I'm focused on talking to those people first yeah so then that's led to me not talking about anything else um apart from what the things that i'm talking to them about and that's kind of but then i could only also be making excuses i don't know like consciously making the excuses <sighs> to get out of it or i reckon i have like i have i have a few videos there's like that, some defense mechanism that yeah because i'm good with words too so i get like, that I get so and i'm not sure it's because i'm i'm in my head so much i'm not sure if it is what it is or if because i'm i'm i the one of the biggest things i had to learn was to believe what i said so that would so i don't know if i'm just believing bullshit i'm, or if I'm, not. That. I'm just gonna write that down <laughs> no that is the most poetic thing i've heard you say in the last hour or two and you've said a lot of bullshit. yeah yeah i'm just saying that's pretty good man yeah okay well shit man we are super <laughs> glad to yeah. have you on the podcast 
and we're, we're glad that we're helping you you know get them anything you want to say across to people like for fuck i'm going to market the shit out of this okay like i don't know yeah it's just like what we were talking about like side hustles like okay, so I'm, I'm i'm gonna try i'm gonna try tie back the side hustle yeah. thing mm-hmm. right so he's like side hustles it's we live in mosby if you're in mosby we live in mosby if you live in papua new guinea papua new guinea is expensive and a side hustle is a good way to make money um mm. and with with there being with there being this new growth in startups and smes there's so many different niches and industries that you can get into as as someone that's thinking of starting something yeah. so don't think about don't this is i'm ripping off gary don't pander to what people want do whatever it is your side hustle is it must be born from within even if it's like selling stuff like a market table like I, if if I was going to probably take a break that probably be me just at a taco box or something just sitting there waiting for people to come and me attend to them or like at a boy table or something just doing nothing that sounds relaxing yeah so it's <laughs> like it's like whatever it is if you want if you're thinking of starting a side hustle yeah thinking about what the customers want a good thing but what comes naturally to you if you're not a salesperson don't fuck around with sales shit do something else mm-hmm. that actually it comes natural to you and that's the best way to do it because even if you don't make money you're happy if you already have a job and you are you have a side hustle or you're thinking about getting into a side hustle be careful that you do not rub off that doesn't rub off badly mm. um to the people that gave you a job as much as i don't I, i preach about not giving a fuck what people think i think you also have to be conscious about the way which way you rub people don't especially be a dick, right? yeah, Just, yeah especially people that given given you an opportunity to yeah. make something of yourself yeah. you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like if you want to do the side hustle you have to be able to gauge when it's time to do that altogether or tone which side of things down kind of thing so that's with that that's with the that's on the negative that's on the other side of the sword with that um also if you're in a job that you're stuck doing that you hate a side hustle is a good escape from it it's a good way to replenish your soul it's a good way to make yourself happy um i know a lot of people that are stuck at a job that they hate and they do the side hustle even if it doesn't make money it makes them happy and it mm-hmm. it rejuvenates them you know from them having their life their life sucked out of them at their job mm-hmm. um, but like you know and 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 to add on to that like jobs aren't bad sometimes we just do things that we're not meant to be doing like i know a lot of people who fucking love their jobs they just do that one job and that job is all they do and that's the job that makes them happy and that's good like don't don't yeah. be also don't be pressured to have a side hustle just cuz someone else has one or you read watch this podcast and other people are saying yeah. or like the three of us are saying have a side hustle it's important to make money like if you find with less money if if you can get by and you are happy with where you are and what you're doing whatever it is you're doing do it fuck yeah i think there's a main takeaway from this that completely flips the episode on its head i'm going to use that that's amazing <laughs> man i think that wraps it up You right. just pretty much wrapped up the whole episode right, yourself. Right, we right. just this has just been here. We just like, sat here and just, we just listen, sat here man. and you lectured. Yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> so educational. This was incredible, man. Yeah. So, I'm thank just going to say it again just to wrap up. Dean, thank you so much. Welcome. Welcome. That's, that is possibly the most sincere thank you I've given to someone thank you. in the last six months. Thank you so I'm much. I'm keen to come back. I'm I must put it there, in there somewhere. Definitely. Yeah. I'm keen to come back. Yeah. Definitely have like better structure than nah, this. Nah, man. It's just yeah. Three chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Three we chairs. have watches. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, all right. So That's thanks it. so much once again for coming on the podcast. No Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to link all of Dean's stuff in the show notes. So if you're curious about him, 
please go uh, check him out. Check out his socials. Check out Pixel's Perspectives. Yep. They're incredible. I've seen their work. Thank you. And, yeah, I've said it three times. Thank you so much for coming You're aboard. Welcome. Thank you for having me, really. I appreciate it. And, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Not Culture is hosted and recorded by Daniel Levi and God Freeman Captigal. It is edited by myself, and our music is created by the Clueless Panda. And we've got new episodes out every fortnight, because that's when our day jobs pay us and I can afford the internet to upload. Hope you enjoyed this one, and we'll see you all next fortnight. <laughs>